0: Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. You know, Dr. Rhoda often talks about the heart and and how it guides and directs. And And a colleague of mine shared this great quote that I'm going to read to you to, to start this episode uh, because I think it flows nicely into where we're headed for today. So it's from a book entitled, A Short Guide to Happy Life. And the quote is, you are the only person alive who has the sole custody of your life, your particular life, your entire life, not just your life at a desk or your life on the bus or in the car or at the computer, not just the life of your mind, but the life of your heart. And I just thought that that flowed so nicely into the topic for today, which is passion. And so I'm gonna turn it over to Dr. Rhoda. Thanks as always. That is a beautiful quote,
1: thank you for sharing that. So why is passion important and how do we develop it? Last week we discussed 10 things that require zero talent. Well, actually 11 because we added honesty, right? So just as a reminder, and you don't have to listen to last week's episode for this one to make sense, but I think it might be beneficial if you wanted to listen to that one first and then this one. So as a reminder, the other 10 things that we suggested that are dispositional pieces, uh, they don't require talent, but they do require awareness, motivation, effort. So those 10 things that we discussed, in addition to honesty, were being on time, having a good work ethic, putting forth effort, energy, body language, passion, doing that extra, going above and beyond, being prepared, being coachable, and our attitude. And we ask our listeners for your feedback. Mm -hmm. We would like this podcast to be a forum where we can discuss collectively ideas and share strategies So we want this to be a place where we can raise awareness, but then also have conversations about what's working, what's not working, so we can be intentional about helping our young people learn these skills.
0: And uh, on that note, just a a thank you to the listeners. We are getting some really, Mm -hmm. really great input, great comments, and it's always fascinating to, to me that these comments some of them are coming from educators mm-hmm. but but many of them are coming from all walks of life with different things that resonated so so just on behalf of both of us uh, thank you and keep those comments coming yes and in particular
1: this week we wanted to thank shelly thank you shelly you are one of our devoted listeners did you ever have
0: shelly in class uh, i did not okay that so- i can remember but but shelly just so you know like dr Rhoda's is going to mention your name in this episode but your name is mentioned uh, quite a bit. So not only in this recording, but your name does come up at always complimentary. In the the
1: hallways of education, right? Okay, so just a little context. Shelly's a former student of mine. I teach in our master's program here at Wisconsin Lutheran College. It's for teachers who are returning to get their master's in education. And I happen to teach the advanced educational psychology course. And Shelly was a student in that class a few years ago uh, when, when I was teaching it. And she's a very devoted teacher uh, very talented, very dedicated, uh, as well as mother, and I just always love hearing her insights, and evidently other people do too, mm-hmm. and hence
0: the conversation. And, so, and, and just on that note, you know, this transition to teach program at WLC, it, it, it's designed specifically for for people who who have second career mm-hmm. and, and they're coming back. Mm-hmm. And what's always amazing to me is the the way they're able to not balance, but the able the way to work mm-hmm. academics. Mm-hmm. Uh, commitment at home commitment at work
1: yeah so we have two different programs within it right and can prepare for two other things to get the master's in education or you can also get and you have a background in education you're a teacher or you can also have been doing something else and then you come back and you want to transition mm-hmm. into the classroom so it, it serves both those functions so neat program I love teaching in that program uh, you you know that I'm infatuated my, with my undergrad traditional undergrad students I just love those freshmen and sometimes sophomores that I get in educational psychology they're fresh they're excited they're interesting, they're engaged. But I also so appreciate teaching in this master's level because I get the teachers who they have experience in the classroom and they're coming back and they really, it's really with them, it's facilitating learning because they all already know so much and they're sharing with each other and it's just just a joy. So uh, Shelly shared her thoughts on last week's episode in our comments on how we can help young people develop passion. So we're going to spotlight her comment today and that's going to be the topic for this episode. So thanks again for engaging with us, Shelly. Shelly wrote in and said, let me get this action. Here, When I look at something like passion in a student, or honestly even in my own children, I tend to mold activities around what the child likes. Passion has a way of showing itself easy if you're being consciously aware. For instance, I noticed my oldest son, who is 7, sit down and just draw and draw and draw. He would choose to do this over other options like watching a favorite TV show or getting his choice of board games. It's become a passion, so we've geared some birthday gifts towards it. He now has a better supply of media, paint, markers, paper, and we most certainly give encouragement and praise. So Shelly is sharing what she does to discover, uncover, promote, engage this passion that she's noticed in her, her young son. Fantastic. So let's just talk a little bit about passion. First, why is it important? And then secondly, if we realize it is important, how do we help develop it? Mm-hmm. So let's dig in a little bit more. So why is it important? Why should we want to spend time thinking about and developing passion in our young people and in ourselves for that matter? There are numerous studies, Professor Marty, that suggest that it is a core component of wellness or happiness, which Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things to talk about. I want us all to just have joy. (laughs) And part of that joy is being passionate. So people who are doing well have a zest. Uh, It's one of my favorite words, a zest that comes from having a passion. Now, some people think if I have a passion, that has to be my my career, how I make my money. Not necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. You may never make a penny, one
0: red cent from your passion. You know, what's interesting on those studies, actually yesterday I listened to a podcast Mm -hmm. on the topic, and they were talking about leadership Mm -hmm. and how true, authentic leaders, they have to be passionate uh, you, you can't just show up. It has to be that burning desire, or like you said, that that zeal, that yeah. zest, yeah. Um, because it's it's certainly contagious.
1: Definitely. So here's some of the reasons why passion is important and why it lends itself to wellness and wholeness and joy and zest. Passion is the fuel that inspires and drives people to move towards their goals, right? When you enjoy doing something, you naturally want to get better at it. You want to do more. So if you're that seven-year-old boy who loves to draw and you just really enjoy it and you get lost in time when you're doing it and you wanna just continue to challenge yourself and, well, I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna try this medium and I'm gonna try it with pencil and I'm gonna try it with colored pencils and I'm gonna try it with paint and I'm, you're just, you enjoy it. So you're just trying different things. You're being curious, you're discovering that right there is a beautiful reason for passion, curiosity, engagement, discovering, right? And it drives you to want to do more, to have goals. It gives you a feeling of success. It gives you a feeling of accomplishment. And we know that success breeds success. And that's what self-efficacy is. And self-efficacy is so important in life and in learning that knowledge that I can do it. It might be challenging. It might be difficult. But I am capable. If I apply myself, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Success breeds success. That builds self-efficacy. And self-efficacy leads to successful students and successful people. So those two reasons. It also helps us understand how we can develop a zest for something that we may not be so crazy about. So if this works for me in art, what do I do to get better at art? How could I apply that to reading? Okay? It helps us... gives us the feel to do the things that we may not be so passionate about. Not everything can be a mountaintop experience. And when we are recharged or we're refueled, we've done the thing we love to do, we then have an energy to do what we need to do when it might not be something we really want to do. So, example, you go out and shoot baskets because you love shooting baskets. And you relax, and you get happy, and you're excited, and then you go in and do your math homework. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I-, I think really practical applications are so... It- it's. My my perspective is it's win-win all around. Right. Uh, if you find what you're passionate about, even those things that you're not passionate about, you will do them better. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it really, raises really powerful. the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. Another reason I think passion is important is it's relaxing. It's a space where we can reset and renew and recharge. So, you know, I um, I really love playing golf. Okay. And a lot of people will say, oh, golf is such a frustrating game. Uh, That would
0: be me. (laughs) Sorry. No stories here.
1: And there are absolutely moments of it that are frustrating, but it's, it's that pursuit. It's that drive of wanting to get better. You know, I felt a good shot. I've made a good shot. I know I can do it. I want to get more consistent at it. It's that passion to want to improve, to want to get better. It's like a mini vacation. There are few, I, I I do struggle with turning off my brain. My people who know me are like, Rhoda, Four o'clock in the morning, I'm getting texts from you. I mean, it's just it goes from the time I get up until the time I go to bed and I'm just pondering different things and thinking about different things and it's really, really hard to shut my brain off. When I'm golfing, I don't think about other stuff. You know, and so it's almost like this little mini vacation or break that renews me and recharges me and yeah.
0: And I, I can tell you, I mean, visibly, you can't see Dr. Rhoda here, but she is passionate about these podcasts <laughs> as well. I mean, You can just tell and you throughout the week, sharing it. what do you think about this? What do you think about it? Well, yeah, we, we, we need to talk about this. And, and so it, it's just, it's just a joy on my end, uh, to, <laughs> to see that passion. And I'm thinking, uh, uh, on the flip side, okay, Marty, Dr. Uh, Uh, Professor Marty, what are you uh, passionate about? Well, I enjoy drinking coffee, but that kind (laughs) of doesn't really fit what we're going for. I am passionate about a lot of things. Love, love learning. Okay, let's stay on task.
1: All right, so so it can be relaxing, renewing that space to reset, recharge, uh, the thing we do with our passion. There again, even if we make no money from it, like golf costs me money, right? But it's worth it because I get something out of it. It helps you learn how to be present and in the moment and what that feels like. You know, when you're really, I believe that when you're really engaged in something you love, you can kind of lose track of time. Mm -hmm. Do you know those kids that go off and read and like the whole summer afternoon will be gone and they'll Mm -hmm. just be absorbed in a book and it won't have felt like a whole summer afternoon? Like that was never necessarily, I enjoy literature, but that's not my place where I get lost. Mm -hmm. Um, But for some it is, for some it's in playing a sport, for some it's in dancing, for some it's in learning, for some it's in drawing, for some it's in playing an instrument. Uh, What is that thing where you just can totally be in the moment? That's really healthy for us and to know what that feels like so then we can try to be more in the moment in other spaces.
0: And so in this episode it's all about awareness and actual items. Boy, this is such such a powerful topic because we could talk about the the Absolutely. Theory, all uh, the stuff yeah, we yeah, together and yeah. all this other good stuff. But yeah. but for now, let's get yeah. the foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So then the other thing uh, that I really love about passion is it gives you something in common with other people. It helps create social bonds, right? You, you find that someone else has the same love you do. And there's just a bond there. There's a, a kindred spirit. And that's, that's very healthy. When we have passion, we have zest or zeal. That's contagious. People want to be around that. Even if you're not passionate about the same thing, it's fun to watch people who are passionate about what they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a if I watch somebody who's really, like, I enjoy cooking, um, I enjoy working out, but I'm not like, like, I have a friend who is so in tune with her body that she knows, like, every. What every muscle's called, where something is sitting, what, what, like, I'm feeling this emotion and it's sitting right here. And I have never felt an emotion sit anywhere in my body other than maybe a headache <laughs> or a, something. And I try, you know, like, I really want to feel this and I'll try. And I, yeah, I don't get it. it but it's, I, I don't have that passion, but it is so beautiful to watch her and her passion for that.
0: And you can tell they, they, they just are on fire. Yeah. They just light up when they're talking about it and, and just rolls off their tongue. Yeah.
1: So Danielle, I'm still learning. All right. <laughs> so uh, when we right now still try. When when we're around other people like that it's contagious. And like I said, it doesn't have to be our passion, but it's just a we're attracted to other humans who have passion over something. It's it's exciting. It's contagious.
0: So so how do we go about developing uh this passion?
1: Yeah, so when I think of uncovering passion in others and I spend a lot of spend presently a lot of time in my role as Dean of Student Success, I'm working with a lot of Traditional undergrad kids, 18, 19, they don't know what they want to be, what they want to do. And we're going through interest inventories and talking about, you know, what is that thing where you lose track of time? What do you enjoy doing? Where are your gifts? Where do your gifts meet what society needs? And where's that intersection? And, but one of the things, questions I just love to ask them is, who were you before the world told you who you should be?
0: Stop, I sh- love that stop thought. Stop and think about that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Who were you before the world told you who you should be? Before you became really interested in people pleasing and doing what other people think you should do, what did you love? How did you spend your time? What did you get lost doing, get lost in time? This is oftentimes a clue for us. Here again, you may not make your living from this, but it's that thing to recharge and connect and engage and invigorate. What is the thing that you do where you just lose track of time? That would be Mahai's flow theory, Mm -hmm. right? That you were Mm -hmm. alluding to earlier. Your passion may not be your career, you may never make a single cent from it, but it's the thing you do for fun to recharge, relax, renew, build bonds, build relationships, find joy. Man, when we can help young people do that, when we can help that young seven-year-old boy develop his passion for painting and for drawing, that's lifelong. Now, he may develop a career somehow in that, he may not, but it will serve him his whole life and it will bond him with other people his whole life. And, and it'll give them a sense of accomplishment and self and
0: ability. You know, that that triggers a thought. One of my sons, one summer I brought home these FOSS STC kits, uh, uh, Motion and Design, where you can build all these different creations.
1: It's the first time I've ever heard a- of this. And, I mean, uh, that's
0: awesome. And, okay, one of our four students, one uh-huh. of our uh, four students, one of uh, <laughs> four kids, really got into it. Like the summer, he just built and built and built. And and now, I mean, this is years and years later, he's mm-hmm. in seventh grade. now. He still loves building. And so that was a trigger yeah. for my wife and I to yeah. say, wow, you know, the Lord is going to give you a lot of options. Yeah. What is something, you know, what, what vocations are you building things?
1: Absolutely.
0: With? So it's really Absolutely. good point.
1: It's a key indicator for us. So even for us as adults, you know, we may have our career, uh, our job, our families, but if you're not finding something that you're passionate about, if you're not feeling that sense of zest and zeal for something that you love, I just encourage you, spend a little bit of time thinking about it. Who were you before the world told you who you should be? How do you play How do you have fun? How do you get lost in something that's just simply for your pleasure and for your enjoyment? If you had three free hours right now, what would you do that would be completely enjoyable and you would lose track of time besides sleeping? Would you go ride a bicycle? Would you go read? Would you go draw? Would you go hit a little white... Ball around a golf course, would you what what would you do? How would you spend that time that would be exciting to you and
0: enjoyable and relaxing and renewing and recharging? And so this whole conversation, this whole episode, all was triggered by Shelly. So thank yes. you, Shelly, for that. And thank you, Dr. Rhoda, for taking you know, really good insights from our listeners and Adding to them with actionable items.
1: Yes, and speaking of comments from inside uh, from listeners, we had another listener when we said, "You know, are there other things on the list besides the ten we came up with honesty last week?" We had a listener write in and say, "Humility." Aha, that's a really good one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I love that idea. I think we'll be designing a future uh, podcast episode around the idea of humility in the future. So thanks for suggesting that, Sarah. That's a great topic. So yeah, and
0: lots of different lenses to look at. Absolutely, isn't this fun? Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God given potential. So, here are five takeaways from today's episode on passion. Uh, number one, uh, awareness. Passion is a core component of wellness or happiness. Really need to have it. Number two, uh, when you look at passion, passion leads to success. Success breeds success and certainly an increase in self-efficacy. So that, that's awareness. Uh, number three then, how do we develop it? Uh, this week, ask yourself this question, and don't ask yourself this question only once, multiple times this week. Who were you before the world told you who you should be? Really thought-provoking for me. Who were you before the world told you who you should be? And number four, maybe to aid you in this, uh, consider what are things that you do where you just lose track of time? And number five, if there's any way possible, easier said than done, think about if you had three free hours in the day, what would you do? And, And keep in mind, sleeping was not an option. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.